0: Sandy Rios with you, coming to you live from CPAC in Orlando, Florida. You know, it's kind of fun because people are here from all over the country, and especially the northerners. We just got out of the elevator with a guy from Connecticut. He said, I've never been around so many conservatives in my life. I said, is it traumatic? He said, no, it's great. I'm the only conservative I know in, in Connecticut. So there's a feeling of freedom and elation, and certainly Florida is a different kind of state compared to what's happening in most states around the country. The, the next guy I want to interview, I really fascinates me. I, wa- I, I love his Twitter feed. I love what he has to say. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to be able to talk to him. His name is Jack Posobiec. Jack, is that, what, is that Czech? Uh, what, Polish. Polish. Oh, oh, my gosh. How far back is your family Polish? Like,
3: I'm third generation.
0: Third generation? Because I'm just thinking about the border with Poland and what's going on. Well, and my,
3: my wife is, uh, is actually an immigrant from Eastern Europe. So, oh, wow. Uh, she has some family that are there right now, and it's, it's, it's rough.
0: It's very personal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, um, I want to talk to you about a lot of things, but let me just say that you are. Well,
3: um, put it this way uh, it's because of stuff like that that my ancestors said, we're getting out of DOS.
0: Exactly, I, exactly. But I want to tell people who you are. You do a, a show for Turning Point USA, you're a senior editor at Human Events, and um, now the movie, The Plot Against the President. You, you you That was in your credits, but I wasn't sure. Were you one of the producers? or? I'm in it. You're, you're in the movie. I'm well, in the I've film, I've seen yeah, it. Sorry. I just didn't. Okay, so that... And your Twitter feed is just a repast of great... A wealth of great information, Jack, and I really appreciate that.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. And that, really, that plot against the president. I mean, everything that yeah. we're seeing now come out yeah. with the Durham investigation has really just vindicated everything. Actually, it was just, you know... The wonderful thing about being at CPAC is that you see all your friends, or you see right. people that you only know from Twitter or, or, you know, media and stuff. And it's just tell oh, my friend uh, Cash Patel, who's also, of course, in the film, who's actually one of the stars of the film, yes. right? You know, me, I'm just a guy who's was commenting on it, prior Navy intelligence officer myself. But you know, with Cash, he's there actually in the middle of the film right. and working with it himself, right. Ratcliffe, Rick oh, Rennell, yeah. and Devin Nunez.
0: Yes, doing all that investigation, knowing about all that stuff and not being able to speak about it, too. And telling, Cash. yeah, and, and we all no. got
3: told how crazy we are, yeah, yeah. that we're making up all this stuff, and how, mm. how nuts it is that they're alleging, right? and they did this, by the way, they did this to drive a wedge between, I really believe, uh, between Americans, between Trump. And to exacerbate tensions with Russia, right? They were trying to exacerbate tensions to ratchet things up because these people wanted war.
0: Yeah. Yes, I know, and um, it's really tra- it's terrible. In fact, we should talk about you know. I honestly resisted. It's discussing all connected. It's Russia. all connected. I've actually resisted connected. talking about Russia and Ukraine a lot because I get sick of the the kind of coverage. It's like I'm watching kabuki theater. Right. This last several weeks, I'm just I just I'm not going to repeat the junk, you know. Oh, they're going to invade. They're going to invade. You know, we're not going to do sanctions until they evade. Just the, the games that are being played by the administration are disgusting to me. Well, but you have
3: to you have to tie it back as well, though. You can't you can't talk about Russia's actions today. They, they weren't they didn't take place in a vacuum. Obviously, you have to talk about Russia Gate. You have to talk about Burisma. You have to talk about Ukraine. You have to yes. talk about the 2014 coup uh, that Obama backed. That Biden's up to his neck in. Obviously, his son's making tons of money off of this thing. So, none of this stuff happens in a vacuum. Does it mean we condone it? Obviously not. Of course not. But, at the same time, you have to look at the whole story and you have to tell the truth.
0: I know, and Jack, that's the thing that's missing. Uh, Like, first, if you watch Fox, uh, not missing, I'm sure. I haven't watched one news in a while. Uh, Newsmax is doing a pretty good job, but I haven't heard anyone discuss, maybe Steve Bannon is probably on War Room, Uh, the... Out loud, the links between the Biden family and Ukraine and Russia, and this story and what's playing out. Here. And you know, here they accuse President Trump of, uh, with his phone call with Zelensky, when Joe Biden was, of course, the one who actually openly threatened uh, the uh, investigator in Ukraine for something he wouldn't investigate his hunter's business dealings in Ukraine. Exactly, right. But nobody's talking about. This is messy. It's so messy that I can't actually. I need a chart. To figure out what is actually happening it's not what they're reporting
3: you've got you've got corruption you've got oligarchs and unfortunately you've got American elites and their family members mm -hmm. that are profiting over it they were using this as their piggy bank they were breaking it open and they were making raking in millions and millions of dollars and we saw that with uh, this of course with Hunter Biden's laptop and I remember back in 2020 when we were going through that thing and I would go on air every day on war room and I would say Jake Tapper you're right here in Washington, DC. Come on down to the townhouse. You can send somebody if you like, or I can meet them somewhere. I will give you a copy of this laptop. I will give you a copy of all the emails so we can go through it together and we can figure out what this corruption is, look at these corrupt dealings, see who Hunter Biden's making deals with, deals with who, and then we can go from there. That's journalism. They never once took me up on that offer.
0: Jack, i want to give you a piece of history because it's really very similar but different. I've been on radio a long time. I'm from Chicago. I used to do a three-hour drive-time show. Congressman Henry Hyde was a very good friend of mine. Mm. So when the Clinton scandals were going, I was like, this is what i would been I'm telling this all the time. The Monica Lewinsky story. I was deeply entrenched in all those details. And Henry Hyde, who was the chairman of the uh, House committee that was investigating at the time, was a frequent guest. And so I just got really embroiled in all of it. So uh, Henry tells me, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but they had all kinds of evidence on Bill Clinton that you never heard about all kinds of evidence, going back to his years in Oxford, uh, misbehaviors, documents, and they had a vault, so they didn't make it public, but all of the people on the, the impeachment committee could go in, and when it went to the Senate, you know, he was impeached in the House. It goes to the Senate to try, not a single senator, not a single senator bothered to go in and look at the evidence that they had gathered and kept secret so that it wouldn't get loose it's the same thing but different it's just amazing to me this corruption is really not it's not new this is like and so, generations of. Corruption. and so we
3: need to we need to actually be serious about this if we're going to yeah. take our country back if we are going to actually do the hard work of fighting the fight to go against corrupt elites regardless of what party they're in by the way then we have to look at this and say do we bear some of the responsibility because of the actions of our leaders? What are the things that we have done that led to these moments? What are the things that we have done that we could, by the way, could have done better? Right. Look, you you look at the way we banned we banned energy independence in the United States effectively, right? We banned fracking. We banned. We are not doing any new leases, we didn't, moratoriums, Biden did. and everything. <laughs> we
0: meaning Biden the Biden right. administration, the Trump administration, as you know. But and I we, want shipped, people to make we shipped. We shipped all stri- of
3: our jobs overseas from the yeah. manufacturing yes. sector for money. And, and don't you think? Yeah that it makes sense a little bit now when Trump used to say that American manufacturing is a national security concern. Yes. And I think everybody woke up one day suddenly and then realized, oh, wait, he was completely correct about yeah. that.
0: Yes, I know. Jack, I want to change the subject just for a second um, to the trucker, uh, the truckers and the convoy. Yes. Because I know you're covering that, and I am too. Like I covered Canada ad nauseum. I have a son in Vancouver. And so I have a lot of interest in that. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with this convoy. Maybe you have better information than I do. do well, I know I've, they I've, started yesterday. I
3: believe they started. I've been following, I think Sarah Carter's there with them. Uh, a guy I follow on Twitter a lot, uh, uh, Brendan Gutenschwager is there. Uh, goes, his name goes by BG on the scene. He was up <laughs> in Kenosha, got a lot of the footage of the Kyle Rittenhouse situation yeah. there. And it does seem like they're headed towards D.C. Yeah. And I would, ex- I would honestly say... I would pump the brakes on going to D.C. right now. With that State of the Union, with everything that's going on, on the heels of January 6th, which is not that long ago, I think that's a recipe for a bad situation. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I would, if I could make a recommendation to anybody out there that's participating in that, and I appreciate it, I love the effort, I love the, the volume and the passion, but at the same time, D.C. is a powder keg right now. And that is not the kind of situation that you want to walk into blindly. Now, I've heard some of them say, oh, maybe we'll just drive around the Beltway, stay in Virginia, stay in Maryland. Okay, sure, fine. But D.C. itself, I would not go in there.
0: Well, that's, I even hate to say it, but I, I'm worried. I'm worried because, uh, you know, they're building fences around the Capitol. Yep. This gives them an excuse to crack everything down again. And because they know it's happening. You know, the Canadian convoy didn't give any warning, as far as I know. They just kind of, it just happened. They just rose up and here they're coming from both coasts. Nobody you know. saw that
3: coming. Right. Yeah, Nobody saw it coming. Exactly. But this time around, you don't have the element of surprise. Right. And so the Canadian convoy was one of the most successful people's uprisings that we've seen in a generation. An actual working class uprising. Yeah. By the way, the one that the left is always saying that they're waiting for, the Marxists have you know, called for in their dialectic of history, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here actually comes one. And what do they do? They crack down on it. Because... It turns out that leftism does not actually support the workers, uh, there's, and there's a lot of reasons underpinnings for that. But they had the element of surprise. It was so successful, it was peaceful. It was peaceful right up until the moment when those forces, those mounted troops, and that seemed like troops marching on a—look, I've covered a lot of protests. I've been out with Antifa. I've been out in—I was in Chaz. I've seen a lot of situations where there have been mounted police officers at like Philadelphia DNC, for example. I've never seen mounted units charge into a crowd like that before, and brag ever. about it
0: and brag about it. We, got, we have all the text online. messages. Yes. And I mean, it is just shocking. It really is. But I don't know. You know, uh, Trudeau just lifted the emergency act yesterday or today. I'm not sure he lifted that. I, I, so, I think
3: that he was scared. I think that he's running scared at this point. I think he saw the, the poll numbers that were coming out and realizing that he was looking like and it's a completely insane authoritarian, and they've got these. By the way, there's anti-war protesters right now getting arrested in Moscow uh, that are were going up against the war, that were protesting, and they're getting rounded up by police. Well, what are you going to say to that, Justin Trudeau, when you just did the exact same thing to the peaceful truckers? I guess Putin was taking notes off of Justin Trudeau.
0: Well, there's so much to say about there isn't, isn't that? I and mean, you know, Justin Trudeau's past is, is enamored of China and their controls. And the basic dictatorship. It is, just a, it is a dictatorship. I don't know what's going to happen to the poor people of Canada, but I am worried, as I'm sure you are, because the Biden administration was egging uh, Trudeau on, and we know what oh, they completely. did in Canada is completely. exactly what they want to do, and they have started doing it the, the reason that you didn't
3: see any western leader condemning trudeau is so that they can have all of that in your back pocket that's a proof of concept for them and so if the truckers make it to dc you better be ready you better be ready for joe biden and the federal government to be prepared to use trudeau tactics
0: so i my answer to that was we need to pray for them these guys are committed and i can't Absolutely. i do not want to undermine them in any way With our public remarks, because they made they committed themselves. No, no, no,
3: and I I don't mean to say that, but I've I've also one of the things I've said was, I think a great idea would just be just a nationwide park out, just because we have social media now, right? So you get every truck, and then you park it out. You turn maybe you turn it on, right? And then you film a video and you say, I'm parking out i'm i'm done with this you come up with a hashtag for it right you know i was thinking maybe something with truck you know but with and the word that it rhymes with we're not, we're not gonna say because we're on radio um but you know something cute a little bit and then you just make that go viral because people realize something right doctors nurses frontline workers sure are they essential in a pandemic absolutely but who's essential every single day that's truckers and farmers the people who feed us we are only they, there's an old quote out there that says you're only eight meals away between mankind right, exactly. and anarchy
0: yes mom, only
3: eight meals and we, we laugh about it and we joke no you pull those truckers out how are you going to eat
0: No, we've my husband and i we've we've been in dc for so long we say the same thing it's just going to bring anarchy people cannot people don't know how to survive without food no. in their grocery store jack i'm going to let you go because i know you have another commitment but i want to tell people if they want to find you how do they find you?
3: If you want to find me, podcast is Human Events Daily. Anywhere podcasts are found, uh, iPhone or iTunes and uh, and uh, Spotify, and of course uh, and across on, Twitter, on Getter Twitter. Truth, all Rumble, all the rest of <laughs> the right. whole the whole nine yards. You
0: must spend half a day doing social media, but listen, it's great to see you face to face, and I hope that we can talk again.
3: Thank you so much, okay? Andy. God Thanks, bless you. Jack.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, we have another special guest. He just finished doing a movie that we're going to talk about. His name is David Tice. David, tell us, you've produced some other movies that people will be familiar with, right?
1: Yes, Sandy. good to be with you. The name of the film is Grid Down, Power Up. And this is a very important documentary talking about the vulnerability of the United States power grid, how if the power grid goes down, it might not just be for a week or two, it could go down for six months to a year and a half. If that happened, as many as 75% to 90% of Americans could die. There are four major threats to the power grid. One is physical attack. Another one is a, what's called an electromagnetic pulse attack coming from one of our adversaries, a cyber attack that's been talked about, what's happened in the Ukraine with Russia in the past, and then a geomagnetic storm.
0: Do you know, truthfully, because there's been so many things going on, I haven't talked about this in a long time. But I am very familiar. Frank Gaffney is a very good friend, and Frank is the first person that explained to me the danger, uh, the dangers to the power grid. So, David, let me ask you. I just ask you that I want the answer that you had produced some other uh, videos that people are familiar with, right?
1: Well, I was the executive producer for a film, Soul Surfer. And I was on the set every day, took on part of a role of a producer, was involved with uh, When the Game Stands Tall about a Catholic football coach who won 151 straight games at Deal at Sal High School. So those are a couple of films. I'm normally a money manager in my day job this is a passion project because I was so concerned about the future for my kids and grandkids
0: yes and I think uh, just to reiterate what you said it without as much detail but it is true our power grid our electrical grid all of that is so vulnerable and our enemies know it and we know for some time there's been a lot of discussion about uh, how vul- if they knock it out that means no lights no electricity no ability to stay warm to stay cool to, to take care of our food. I mean it will be a disaster and we know that they're considering it. So this is what your movie is about. Is it a story form or is it a documentary form?
1: Well, it's a documentary uh form. We have a number of talking heads, we have some some great graphics, some animation. Uh we have a call to action at the end telling people that we can fix this problem. It has a very upbeat conclusion. We're saying we're Americans, we've had our back to the wall before, but frankly it's going to require a movement. In order to get this done and get legislators, regulators off their derriere in order to get this fixed.
0: Just be specific, just for a second. What kind of, uh, I think there was discussion of North Korea actually doing this, there was discussion of China, but are, do you know of any actors, nefarious actors on the globe that we know are actually, you know, they're, we know for a fact that they're thinking about or strategizing how to do it? Because it could be done from space, right?
1: Well, in fact, we know from various Soviet defectors that have come to this country and they've, you know, shared thousands of pages of documents about how this is in their war plan. We know China has talked about this before. We know Putin just made a statement a few hours ago saying that uh, nothing was going to get in their way about what they're doing in the Ukraine right now or they could reign holy. Terror on you know whoever tried to stop them. We know North Korea has fired missiles into the atmosphere. You know for that that people think the only rationale for that would be an electromagnetic pulse attack.
0: Well, it's not pie in the sky. It's not just some wild speculation. It is a real danger, and it just hasn't been talked about because we have some of the other real dangers it's hard to keep track of them but David this will be a great way to reach the American people again the movie's called Grid Down uh, Power Up Grid Down Power Up and it's coming out when? Uh,
1: We're going to have an official uh, premiere uh, July 15th at Freedom Fest in Las Vegas there will probably be a soft launch uh, around April Uh, the the website which we would encourage everyone to go to is griddownpowerup.com
0: okay very good David Tice, thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Best of luck.
3: See Rios in the morning on American Family Radio.
0: Andy Rios, back with you. And uh, sitting across from me now is my another one of my good friends. I have such good friends. Did anybody notice that I have the best friends in the world? I may never be a rich person, but I am rich in relationships. Because through the years, interviewing people, uh, you you do be, if you are a kindred, kindred spirit, you do become friends. And so Trevor Loudon, I met him in D.C. a <laughs> long time ago when he was visiting from New Zealand. And uh, he was ca- talking about communism. And he was one of the world's... I think uh, leading experts tracking it in New Zealand, which i who knew New Zealand had so many communists, but we've talked about them so many times we won't talk about it in this moment. But Trevor has moved here. He's married to an American girl now. He's a power house of information on the left, on communism. And, um, and he joins me right now on Radio Road. Trevor, good to see you.
4: Great to see you, Sandy. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right, so um, because you have your finger on the pulse of everything, Let's talk about Ukraine first and Russia. I have to tell you, I've not, I've really avoided talking about it because I'm sick of the coverage. Not today with the invasion, but the lead up to it. It just seemed like such nonsense to me. But now it's a very serious situation, and uh, I would love to know because you watch all of this stuff. I'd love to know what your perspective is on what's happening.
4: You know, what? <clears throat> I think this is one of the turning points in world history because the Ukraine is part of the West. And, and um, America, you know, under Clinton, Ukraine had 9, 1,900 nuclear weapons on, on, the, on the collapse of the Soviet Union. Clinton persuaded Ukraine to give those all back to Russia on the guarantee of American protection against Russian aggression. Now, that protection is not happening. And so, this every, and, and NATO is on the verge of destruction here which is really what this is all about. You think so? Oh, Absolutely. Putin is working with, is basically trying to bring Germany into an alliance with him against NATO. And
0: he can do that because of the energy resources, because they depend on him for their
4: energy. Absolutely. And Olaf Scholz, who's now the Chancellor of Germany, is an old Marxist. Oh, seriously? he, He used to go, when he was a young Social Democrat, he would go to East Germany, to talk to Egon Krenz, the East German leader. He went, made several trips to East Germany as a young Marxist radical. Now he's the Chancellor of Germany, and he's basically saying, we're going to be friends with Russia. We're not going to stand up and defend the Ukraine. We're not really going to be part of NATO. I
0: wondered where that was coming from. Trevor, that makes sense. Yeah. I had no idea.
4: Yep. Well, that's it. So, yeah. so if we lose, if the Ukraine is lost, Europe will... Europe will almost certainly be lost. You know, we're talking the Baltic states first. We're talking, uh, you know, the Balkan states. But they, their aim is the whole of Europe.
0: You know, that reminds me, that statement. I actually wrote this down to share this morning. That statement that Putin made, the threat. I, I, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. He said something. If yeah. anybody if anybody comes to defend Ukraine from the West, you will you'll be punished worse than you ever thought was possible. Yep. And uh, I was just thinking, as he's like saying that, and on some level, he can execute that. He's talking to a Western world that has lost their manhood. Who, who among the is uh, Pierre Trudeau going to go up against? Uh, is uh, Macron from France? Is yeah. uh, Angela Merkel or the premier you know, of Germany? No, uh, no, they're not because they don't have they they don't even they don't even know where to begin. Well,
4: they don't have the courage and no. they don't have the capability. That's See th- this this whole thing. Is about changing the world balance of power in favor of Russia and China and we've got to understand all this garbage about pushing Russia into China's says Russia and China are partners they have been since at least 2001 when they joined together in the Shanghai cooperation organization which is a military political economic alliance when they held the world's largest ever military exercise together outside, Saint Petersburg a couple of years ago.
0: I remember that.
4: Yeah, Russia and China it's are scary. allies. They are both aiming to bring America down. And the Ukraine is just the first step in that. If we think it's just the Ukraine, we're delusional.
0: Trevor, I was thinking, uh, as I was watching this morning, it's so hard to watch the Ukrainian people fleeing from their country, they've had a democracy. They've lived, you know, it's mirrored yeah. Yeah. what we've experienced here with their freedom. After suffering so much under the the thumb, the boot of of a Soviet Russia, um, they had had freedom and they were enjoying that. It's not all clean because some of it, some of them were Russian sympathizers, and so they've yeah. had their own struggles. But as as uh, Vladimir Putin was descending on Kiev, and they were preparing. I thought it reminded me very much of Berlin, Germany after, uh, in World War II when the Allies backed off, and, and Russia was part of the Allies yeah. then, and allowed uh, the Russians to come into to Berlin and get revenge, and the, the Russian people, the German people were so afraid that they had cyanide pills, and they, they knew there were going to be mass rapes, and they would just uh, they, had, they were brutal. And they're still brutal. And so the, the people yeah. of Ukraine know that, don't they?
4: L- look, absolutely. They had hit, they've got hit squads out there. They tried to assassinate the, the Ukrainian president. They've had hit squads in Ukraine seeking out leaders. They aim to decapitate the Ukraine, install a puppet president, and then move on to the next conquest.
0: I wonder if it'll be Poland.
4: Well, I'd say probably the Baltic states first, and maybe the Balkan states, but but nobody to help.
0: Nobody to help. Nobody. Biden is going to not. You know, he's not sending troops. He's made that clear as he was sending his mean tweaks.
4: Well, look, look, he gave the green light to Putin. Yes, he did for all his talk about. You know, Putin, Biden might as well defriend friend Putin on Facebook for all exactly, he's actually exactly, done. Exactly, yes. And i just got to call out somebody here too. I think one of the most damaging characters in this whole scenario has been Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, a conservative hero, has been parroting Russian propaganda for several weeks on his TV shows. We shouldn't care about the Ukraine. The Ukraine is corrupt. It's part of Russia's orbit sphere of influence. That is pure Russian propaganda. He is willing to sell 42 million people to the Russian empire to have a little bit of peace for a few months before we fight the next battle. You know, this, he, I think he's, what he's done here is disgraceful because he's made it very hard for conservatives to rally in support of the Ukraine.
0: That's interesting, Trevor. It's a very good point. I, I haven't been watching Tucker on this too much, so I, I don't, I, but I knew he's very anti-war. Uh, and I'm somewhere in between. I do think we've gotten into unnecessary conflict, the Absolutely. Americans overseas. But I'm not. I'm. am still a hawk. I believe in strong defense and defending yeah. our in, our enemies, yeah. defending our friends.
4: Look, look. If we had a, 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 an ironclad agreement with the Ukraine to defend them from Russian aggression, every American ally, especially after the Afghanistan debacle. Where everybody, so, so all those people who supported America in Afghanistan were betrayed to the Taliban. That's what, That's a big signal. Now the Ukraine, which has a guarantee of American protection, is going to be betrayed to the Russians. What's, what, what are the French going to do? What are the Italians going to do? What are the Turks going to do? What are the, what, Everybody's going to be looking at American think Okay, Putin's running things now. Yes. America's a second-rate power. We better start changing our allegiances.
0: It's true, Trevor. It's it's amazing, and we're watching it. It's happening so fast. Yep. You know, the Biden administration has destroyed... Oh, uh, they had some help when the Obama administration laid the groundwork, but yep. the Obama administration and the people running it behind the scenes have just managed to dismantle so much. I just don't even know if a good this is a terrible thing to say in an election year but i'm just saying intellectually i just think whoever is president next is going to have to have uh, uh, arms of steel and a mind and a will and is going to have to do some really really harsh things that are going to seem harsh to the nice people of america absolutely. in order to get uh, to get control back of this country
4: look that's um, absolutely correct you know and uh you know, this is going to be a huge challenge because the world balance of power is shifting and the next American president is going to be inheriting some of the ma- terrible. Some terrible, terrible problems. So mm. we cannot be affording to have some weak, weak Republican. This has, be a, a, this has got to be a Margaret Thatcher, a Winston Churchill. You know, this has got to be someone of, of real stature, a Reagan You know, Trump on steroids, you know, this has got to be something, someone who's really prepared to tackle our enemies in a big way, internal and external.
0: Trevor, um, that's great. I I really, it was great getting your perspective on that. I've been trying to think my way through it, and it's it's tricky, and I always say when you deal with uh, Russians, yeah, with the at least the KGB mindset and I know it's not a KGB but Vladimir Putin well, was the leader the of it so they play double and triple games and it's really hard to think through what's actually true and what isn't and what's real and what isn't and yeah. then you get you get our now Marxist leaders really they are playing double games with us and it's hard to know what's true well
4: you've got to realize that the three greatest mili- three greatest military powers in the world the United States Russia and China are all run by socialists. They're all right. Putin is still the same communist he always was. Xi Jinping's a communist. Biden has an extreme left-wing background going back decades, especially on foreign policy. He was Russia's best friend in the U.S. Senate in the 70s. He opposed Reagan when Reagan was trying to stop communism in Latin America. It was him, John Kerry, who I call Jane Fonda with less testosterone, (laughs) and Ted Kennedy were the three left-wing... Opponents of Reagan in the Senate, and now we're supposed to think he's some sort of moderate who's yeah. going to defend us yes. from the Russians. No,
0: I'm I'm with you, Trevor. I, I want to change the subject though, because I to, There's more to say because people know you because of your. Uh, you produced some really fabulous movies that have made impact. And the enemies within was the first one, right? And that was about the Marxists within government and leadership in, in the United States.
4: And we called out Biden in that one.
0: Well, I have to watch that again. Uh, But Enemies Within the Church is a movie that you just completed. Now, I talked about it way back when you first started this. It was a long slog. Uh, But there's a lot to say. It was a lot of research, and I guess you probably picked up some really good things that you wouldn't have gotten if you tried to hurry more.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It was was a real... uh, uh, I'm glad it took as long as it did.
0: So, given that... Tell, tell us about the kinds of things that people can see in that movie. Now, the DVD's available, right?
4: Yeah, the DVD's out there. We launched it in November. You, people can go to enemieswithinthechurch.com. You can get the DVD. You can stream it. Um, you know, do a live stream. Uh, a live, you know, vo- watch it on your computer, your, your um, cell phone, etc. What it is about is basically saying there's a big, organized Marxist, that what we're exposing is a big organized Marxist, and I mean Marxist, infiltration of the evangelical and Baptist churches. Yes. And this is a, the so-called woke church movement is Marxist. And what it is doing is dragging the churches to the left with the goal of dragging the politics of the country to the left. Yes. You know, the, 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 the evangelicals and the Baptists, they elected Ronald Reagan, they elected Donald Trump, they set the Marxist agenda back for decades. Now there's a big push to bring those churches into the Marxist fold. And that sounds incredible, but we have the evidence really and we show it.
0: No, it's uh, you were the first person that I talked Well, maybe not the... Yes, probably, about what was happening. And I remember talking about it and people were just incredulous. They couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, but some of the leaders... Now it's actually more common knowledge that people like Tim Keller have Absolutely. a background in Marxism and uh, people that... Read, have read of these books that are so popular and influential in Christian circles. Yeah. It doesn't mean he is a Marxist, I'm not saying that, but he's been <laughs> influenced by Marxism and he's done some things that are Marxist in nature.
4: Yeah, look, so Tim Keller and the Gospel Coalition have led the charge to bring social justice, critical race theory, uh, the concept of white privilege, all of the Marxist concepts into the evangelical movement. And so now you've got young, and they've heavily infiltrated the Bible colleges. Seminaries, Campus Crusade for Christ, now called Crew, into Varsity. Mm -hmm. So you've got all these young pastors coming out now who once would have supported Ronald Reagan and Israel. And the American Constitution of free enterprise are now supporting Bernie Sanders and Palestine and socialism. Yeah, it's and true. this is influencing the churches like crazy. Oh,
0: and in the seminaries and yes. the young pastors. Listen, I have a front yes. row seat to this, and I know that. I talk about it a lot, Trevor. But you really helped me understand how deep it had gone. So yeah. Trevor Loudon, again, it's enemieswithinthechurch.com. Enemieswithinthechurch.com yes. yep. if you'd like to get it and watch it. And uh, Trevor love you you know what I love you you're just oh. such a good friend and you are a national treasure an American treasure now so
4: well look I I'll thank you we've had long relationships Sandy yeah, and it's yeah. been great and I'm uh, proud to you my yeah. friend okay
0: all right we'll talk to you really soon
4: okay all right. thank
0: you okay Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk
2: Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at sandy at afr.net That's sandy at afr.net Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio
0: Alright, Sandy Rios again on Radio Row at CPAC uh, 2022 and this is um, it's my privilege to interview the next, interview the next guy because uh, I've watched him I think no one has written as many controversial books and spoken about such controversial issues with such courage as my next guest. And the thing about Peter Schweitzer is that he is so meticulous about uh, notating and presenting just facts. And when he speaks on television and interviews, he's so very measured and careful that even the left, I think, has a great deal of trouble discrediting him. So. Uh, Peter it really is a privileged Peter Schweitzer. Sandy, great to be with
2: you. Thanks for having me. I have
0: it. no idea about your background. I have no idea. <laughs> what did you do? What did, where, where did you come from? Where what, what did you, you go to school? What did you do?
2: Well, I, I uh, grew up in Seattle, Washington. My dad was oh, an dear. Enge- engineer at Boeing. Um, but my mother's from Sweden and she always explained oh, to me <laughs> how socialism was destroying her country. Um, so I got a good upbringing uh, went to George Washington University undergraduate, went to Oxford University for my master's degree and my master's degree was on the third revolution in Soviet military affairs and then the Soviet Union fell apart six months later. so I thought well, career change I was going to be a military analyst at you know the Defense Intelligence Agency or CIA. Soviet Union was gone so I shifted gears and I started focusing on sort of investigative forensic investigative work so Sandy, when I write books, I don't use anonymous sources. I don't use information that you can't trace. Everything in the book is footnoted and endnoted, and there's a paper document uh, that you can go to. There's a corporate record. There's a legal filing. There's a financial record that you can uh, reference. and That's basically what I've been doing, and the most recent book, which is uh, uh, called Red-Handed, uh... how american elites get rich helping china win uh, is really looking at how the beijing government has engaged in what they call elite capture which is they forge these commercial financial relationships with political leaders in the west and now they have leverage on them to prevent them from fighting and resisting what china's doing on the global stage or in their own country
0: isn't it ironic that the business leaders of America thought that we were neutralizing China (laughs) by doing all these business deals with China. We would just, no, you don't understand. Yes. You know, it's free trade, and it's going to neutralize China. They kept telling us that, didn't they?
2: I, and I used to, I used to in the '90s. I thought, yeah, if we trade with them, you know, they'll they'll, they'll be obligated. More, yeah, they'll be obligated. They'll, they'll be wear, nice to us. Yeah, and they'll they'll wear they'll wear blue jeans. They'll listen to our music. They'll become like us. And and of course, the opposites happen. We haven't rubbed off on them. They've rubbed off on us. Yeah. Um, and that's it's the ultimate jujitsu move, you know, which is the martial art where you use your opponent's energy against them. That's really what they've done. So we have a situation today, as I lay out in the book. The Biden family is, is um, as far as I'm concerned, compromised uh, with China. I talk about the deals they got. I talk about the businessmen that arranged those deals. Those businessmen all have links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. They got some $31 million. We have Nancy Pelosi. Her family's got ties to Beijing. There's a reason that the U.S. House of Representatives has not had a single hearing in two years on the origins of the coronavirus. It's because Nancy Pelosi will not allow those hearings to be held.
0: I just saw a story this morning, a tweet, actually it was a tweet from somebody that's probably a mutual friend of ours, who that the House has just dismantled or defunded their committee that explores China while beefing up their committee that it's exploring domestic terrorism, J6ers, Trump supporters. It's just so ironic, and that's just to prove your point. And of course, in the Senate, well, yeah. Dianne Feinstein, yeah. who's you know, d- uh, driver was a communist spy, and I mean that's just the tip of it. Right. Exactly. It's, her husband has business dealings, right? Millions, yeah. and millions of dollars.
2: Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. In fact, think about this for a second. She was chairwoman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. At the same time, her husband was business partners uh, in a Chinese computer company called Legend, later became Lenovo. They were selling laptops to the U.S. military. How that happened, who knows? But the laptops were all bugged. So the spouse of the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee was a major shareholder in a company selling spy laptops to our military. That shows you the level of penetration we're talking
0: about. And there, I know, Peter, you know better than I, but there's example after example after example after example. Well, even just recently, to buy... Uh, Kits to COVID tests from China after the Wuhan lab incident. It's still happening. It's just. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And Um,
2: and what was supposed to happen is globalism, right? We all trade together. That's going to make China less aggressive. What it's made us is dependent upon China, and it gives China leverage over us. When we've got, in some uh, product lines, 80% of our pharmaceutical drugs are being produced in China, that gives them real tangible leverage. And that's going to change, uh, or the future of this country is not bright.
0: Peter, just one word about what you explained a few minutes ago, Uh, you know, during the Well, since Nixon opened up China and trade began to start, for how many decades that was, uh, there was a friendlier atmosphere. I've been to China many times. And so uh, the Chinese people are wonderful. And there was this great relationship building. The Communist Party really was laying low. So was that part of the plan? Was that a plan? Yes. Yes. See, I thought that uh, uh, communism had just fallen into, you know, disrepute, you know, by the Chinese people, but no.
2: Well, it's interesting. So if you look at China today, they've got these companies, they've got these marketplaces, they've got a stock exchange. So they're not a Marxist country anymore, but they're what I call a market Leninist country. So that Leninist part where you're going to have the dictatorship of the party, you're going to oppress people, you're going to advance the revolution. All of that is still part and parcel of what China's done, and they've managed to do what Gorbachev could not do in the Soviet Union, which was he wanted to sort of loosen things up but maintain political control. Mm-hmm. What he found out was when he started loosening things up, it fell apart, it didn't fell he? Apart. He lost
0: control Exactly, completely. but
2: in China yeah. that has not happened. It has made them wealthier, more aggressive, and stronger, and you're exactly right. We always have to remind ourselves the biggest victims of Chinese communism are the Chinese people. It is there is a difference between the CCP and the Chinese people.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, my heart—I love China. Yeah, love the people. I love their crafts and I admire so much about them. Yes, but not uh, not Chinese communism. It's just horrendous. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, Peter, isn't it? Because during the the uh, I can't think of the Chinese Revolution. I said Belgium, not Belgium. what's the Chinese Revolution called? Anyway, uh, in 1917, uh, they went after the businesses. They went right. after businesses with a vengeance and destroyed them. And they were the monsters. They were the untouchables. They were the racists of right. the. You know, they were the. And so, isn't it interesting? It's it's very consistent, isn't it? Well, yeah. now China's using big business.
2: Right for right. their
0: own ends. But I just heard from another economist that they are actually going against their, going uh, after their millionaires now. Well,
2: what? they are. Um, and, and some people think that this is a policy of fighting corruption. The, the, I'm, I'm more cynical than that because if you look at what G's doing, he's going after powerful businessmen uh, who he sees as rivals, oh, those see. that are his friends or his family. I mean, there's been all kinds of stories about his family and their involvement in corruption. Those people are not going to jail. So this is really a purge. This is an old-fashioned Communist Party purge. We saw it in the Soviet Union. We've seen it in other countries, and we're seeing it in China. And Xi is concentrating power. He doesn't want a guy like Jack Ma, who founded uh, Alibaba, to get out of hand. He wants him to fall into line. And, of course, he disappeared for a while. He came back, and Jack Ma has fallen into line. So this is about concentrating power in Xi's hands. Which
0: is what's happening here, too. But I, uh, I but I actually, rather than talk about that... Let's go back to the Bidens, because yeah. I want to paint a really clear picture about the corruption. That's a word you use a lot because it almost loses its meaning. But uh, be really specific with us about how... Uh, compromise. the Biden family is. How, how have we seen that play out in policy of the Biden administration of China?
2: Well, so China expresses what it wants from people that they're doing business with, like the Bidens. They're not looking for them to be robots and agree on everything. The phrase loosely translated to English is they're looking for big help with a little bad mouth. So when Joe Biden pops off about the Uyghurs, about human rights, that doesn't bother them. People cite that as examples. No, look, Joe Biden's tough on China. They don't care about that. What they want is they want access to technology, access to our capital, uh, and access to our market. And Joe Biden's giving them all of that. I mean, just recently you had the Department of Justice ending a program started under Donald Trump to really ferret out uh, the efforts by the Chinese to steal scientific, technological research on our college campuses. That program had been instituted by Trump. It was effective, it was an important issue. They just canceled that. Um, you look at um, what he's done in terms of tariffs Joe Biden wants Americans to buy solar panels he just took all the tariffs off of solar panels for Chinese companies in the United States solar panel companies in the United States are going out of business all of this is exactly what Beijing wants and Joe Biden is giving it to you you
0: know Peter there used to be a word for this and it started with a T yeah
2: yeah.
0: I don't know if you ever use that word. Do you use that word in interviews or in your books?
2: Well, I think there's a legal definition of treason, (laughs) right, with with their trials. I don't know about that, but in terms of this behavior, uh, what they're doing on Wall Street, Silicon Valley, it's treasonous behavior in my mind. You've got wealthy people like uh, Bill Gates uh, and like the guys at Google sponsoring research in China that they know is military related, and that military is going to be aiming their weapons at us. That, to me, is treasonous behavior. Whether it meets the legal definition, who knows. But it's horrible behavior. They need to be called out on it, and they need to be shamed because of what they're doing.
0: You know, and this started a long time ago. I just have to mention this because I have a good friend that was an executive with IBM. Mm -hmm. She was in China a lot, and she told me that they used to, the company, wanted her, forced, they put it nicely, but she was forced to train the Chinese and all of their technical uh, private uh, I- intellectual information, and she said, "Are you what you want yeah. me to?" Yes, we do. Yeah. And that started. That was many years ago. So this is not really new.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's a big, big problem with corporate America. They're they're selling out yeah. not only their employees but the country right. uh, for some quarterly profit that they think they're going to get from China.
0: Peter, um, one last question: Do you ever fear for your safety? I mean, you're really out there on all these books with Clinton Cash, the Clintons dangerous. It's yeah. dangerous to criticize them. Uh, It's dangerous to criticize the Bidens and all the other things that you've written. Do you ever fear for your safety?
2: Um, I don't know that I fear. I mean, we take precautions. I'm not going to go into that, but we do take precautions, and and we have a facility where we work where there's lots of security. So um, we take precautions because it is a dangerous world. and There's a lot of people that don't want this kind of material to see the public eye, but we're undeterred, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing. All right,
0: and I'd like to help you do that uh, more. So let's talk again, please. I really like that. All right, Peter Schweitzer has been my guest. His new book is called... Red-handed. And he'll give you a lot more detail than we were able to get into at this point. Sadie Rios coming to you to say goodbye for the morning at the CPAC on Radio Road, CPAC 2022.